0: Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't-miss-game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan, at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Rivalry week is over. We laughed. We cried. We watched some good football. Uh, It's championship weekend this weekend. We watched a great season of wins and losses so far. Some teams rose to the occasion while others just tried to get by. Who's going to make their way into the playoffs? Uh, You know, we think Michigan uh, saved themselves on a playoff opportunity by beating Ohio State. Uh, Is there a playoff future for Bama? given the the way they played in the iron bowl it's like holy moly like that was a espn classic for sure that was amazing what a game yeah michael Penix jr showed up and, and again made his case for the heisman trophy and uh the apple cup was a little bit tighter than expected but it still went down the way that it went and for some reason iowa hawkeyes continue to win by three points or less <laughs> unreal it is college football welcome back trash talkers to the college football roundtable or if you prefer you can still call it ring knocker radio and that's what you got this week uh joe is a uh, full has a full house uh he's got some some michigan fans that are still celebrating from saturday so he's got to kick them down the road so he can get back to uh the business of being on the show but uh I'm your host, Rob, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We got Dano Icapesa calling out of Coastal Connecticut. And like I said, Joe is still partying it up with his family at (laughs) the home of the big house. But we'll dive right in. I watched a bunch of football this week. Of course, you know, Wednesday, having some games. And, uh, of course, on Friday and Saturday, dude, I watched Navy just get drugged by SMU, which was horrible. And uh, what was horrible? Makes about it. Well, well, what I'm saying is it makes me think of, like, future scheduling for Army now that they're entering the American. And this is probably something that, you know, we could dive on on other show, too. But the bottom line is, like, you're playing the best team in your conference, like, yeah. two weeks before your rivalry game. Like, yeah. if you're the athletic director at Navy, hey, Chet, you moron. Not only did you fire, you know, Kidney of Montalolo, and, like, I saw some, you know, some banter from Navy fans that were like, oh, so maybe it wasn't a Coach Ken thing that Uh, we were this uh, bad this uh, year you know it's like oh well fair point but the other part of it is is like it just makes me uh cautiously optimistic but a thought to think about is like hey when does army actually start the conference schedule to make sure that they have room to have some breathing space between that last game particularly if they have a conference championship and then going into the navy game because i know that uh, that that uh, that's going to be problematic in the future i think
0: I'm I, I am concerned, but that's one that we'll keep for the off season. So, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, and and maybe that's one of those things when we bring Mike
1: Buddy back on, we can ask him. You know, <laughs> but uh, hey, I watched I watched JMU uh, bounce back uh, in a major way against Coastal. Uh, watched Auburn play good for for three and seven eighths quarters of <laughs> a football game, and uh, UW again played pretty doggone well. Uh, and finally, I, I got to watch the buffs. Like I was hoping that they would have finished with a win, but at least they kept it close. Uh, Shador Sanders didn't start because he was undisclosed injury, but I think he was, uh, he's actually sick or something like that. And so he didn't play. So we got to see the backup for Colorado. Definitely not as accurate a passer, but just as tough a kid.
0: But uh, how about you, Dano? I watched about half the Egg Bowl before the tom- uh, turkey coma hit me on Thursday. That was fun. Good game. Um, wasn't real surprised when all miss won watch U- UTSA just completely blow it against Tulane, which was frustrating because I felt like the Roadrunners had as good a team, but they just kept making stupid mistakes and turning the ball over. And, you know, they just didn't give themselves a chance to win. Air Force got smacked again uh, by Boise State. That's That was, I don't know if it was frustrating, but it was like, they're dead. They're just dead in the water. I uh, turned on Utah State, watched them pull it out in a thriller on Friday night against uh, New Mexico State. That was That was a wild game, man. Yeah. Watched the game, obviously. Watched Navy get smacked around, same as you. And then, like you said, man, the Iron Bowl, that was my game of the week. Holy smokes. Watched that one with my younger daughter the day before she went back up to uh, Clark University. It was just an amazing game. Like, we were both just sitting there screaming at the TV. It was fun.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, the, again, I think if would uh, Millrower started off a little bit hotter this season, he'd be in the Heisman talk for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that guy put, put up the numbers. I think he's had, like, 11 touchdowns in the last two games.
0: Oh, wow. Walt okay. says Sanders had a fracture in his back announced this afternoon. Yeah, recommended. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty that's
1: a pretty significant injury, you, you know, but given the amount of hits that he took all season, like he's he's a tough kid to to kind of yeah. survive through all that throughout the course of the season. Uh, Dan, are you going to run down the service academies?
0: Yeah, uh, like we said, Air Force played Boise State on the Smurf turf on Friday. The Broncos capped their season with a 27 to 19 win. Air Force they lost four in a row. They got exposed. Um, they're, you know, I don't know what happened to their starting quarterback Zach Larrier, but without him, they're just they're just dead. Uh, they finally got something going late in that game, but by then they were down too bad, and uh, they missed the cha- Mountain West Championship dis- despite starting eight and zero and looking like an absolute shoe in. Like what an epic collapse. The Navy played SMU, as we said, they got bulldozed. Uh the Stangs just dumped out to an early lead. They never let up. What is unfortunate though is that SMU had their starting quarterback get hurt. And and that that's a season injury injury. He got rolled up on. It looked like he broke his ankle. I mean, it was awful. So they're going to the American Conference Championship game with their backup quarterback. So they ended up the Stangs ended up running out their third team offense basically against the Mids, and the Mids look a little better against those guys. But you know, um, there was a lot of injuries in that game. Yeah, and, and like you know, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that the body count for Navy was pretty rough, man. They, yeah, they got they got beat up pretty bad as well. Yeah, they lost uh, both their starting wide receivers. So yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I thought they were, their their quarterback that was the best I've seen him play. Whatever yeah. I forget that kid's name, but he was he was pretty good in the game. Scored a long touchdown. It's practically the only offense they had all day. Yeah, for sure. And
1: uh, so, not to get dive too deep into it, because we're going to do a whole other show about the Army uh, Navy preview game. But what do you think, flex bone or gun option coming out uh,
0: first series in the Army? If, Navy game? if it was me, I, having seen how much Navy has been throwing the ball this year, I would come out in the flex bone and give them the opportunity to either throw a pick six uh and and make quindrill and hammonds the uh mvp of the game and or get a punt block which army's been very good at and navy's been lousy at allowing and then you know if that doesn't work go to the gun option and throw all over the place in the second half that's what i would personally do yeah <laughs> but i know you know the, the problem with that is if you make a mistake now you saved your, you know now you're behind the, the chains and you didn't necessarily have to be so yeah,
1: and, and I think that's that's the 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 puzzle that needs to be solved but we'll dive that way yeah. way deeper into uh, on the other show but programming note for this week uh, the army Army football show is going to be a special edition so Ray Kimball who's one of our patrons is uh he was actually part of the Thunder run so if you're watching the video you can see Dano has got his uh rock of the Marn shirt on which is the army logo for this season and uh, pretty cool unis uh lots of cool stuff to go with it but if you really want a personal perspective of uh, the origin of those uniforms, it's very rare that you get the opportunity to kind of talk to uh, get a short oral history from yeah. somebody that was actually there. And, and you know, it makes me, you know, this is going out with the veteran trash talk guys, too. So just, you know, keep in mind, like our generation of, of service members, like we've written our own history, you know, and that's crazy to think because like it was literally a lifetime ago you know, this weekend, most of us were either in Kuwait, getting ready to move out to deploy operationally or already on the ground,
0: running around doing stuff. So just uh, something to think about as you get down. Well, well let me just say, as, as a guy who has read, uh, written a memoir, not about the army in any way, totally a sports book, but nevertheless, if you don't tell your own story, ain't nobody going to tell your story for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you If you want to leave something for for people to read just even if they're just interested or to help you make sense of it, like write that down. It is worth the time. That's two seconds on that.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's a fair point because I think uh, a lot of people think that someone else is gonna do it. Yeah. and you know, nobody's gonna take care of your story as well as you will. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's I a mean, good programming I, note too. So like also if you haven't checked out Dano's book, like cheap plug. <laughs>
0: that's that's a, <laughs> a really cheap plug. I, I yeah, listen, there there are there are, it's a sports book. I am an, I am an athlete. Let's just leave it at that.
1: Yeah. But again, it's always, it's always nice to, to kind of, you know, jump in there, take a look at it and push it on the algorithm. Cause again, Amazon is very, very stingy with uh, some of its recommendations. And uh, speaking of uh, recommendations, we will talk to the AP top 10 and then kind of what the layout is for the college football playoff, at least what we think is going to happen. So, you know, top 10, Georgia is going to stay on top until somebody actually beats them. Like that, I, I think that's it right now. So Uga beat uh, Georgia Tech and uh, has Bama in the SEC championship game. Bama, I won't say Bama looked good, but they won. Like that, that's all I can say on that one. You know, it, Michigan beat Ohio State for the third year in a row. And, uh, again makes a solid case for the playoff the only thing that i will say and of course joe's not here to defend himself but what i will tell all michigan fans is jj mccarthy managed that game he didn't win that game for you
0: and that is a scary thought if you if you're running the ball and and playing good defense like that like he did exactly what they needed him to do yes but
1: against georgia you're going to need a quarterback that can win the game Mm -hmm. so and so that's that's really what the stretch is because, again, it goes back in – the playoffs is about, you know, which is the – who's the best quarterback and who's able to have those game-breaking moments. Like, think about it when Stetson Bennett was down against Ohio State last year in the playoff. That guy came to life, won the game first team. You know, so – It'll be interesting to see. Uh, but again, uh, three years in a row, this is the first time since uh, we were in college that uh, Michigan has beat Ohio State three times in a row. So I think it was 96, 97, and 98, or 95 through 97, something like that, was the last time they had three straight wins. And uh, again, the, the pitchforks are out for Ryan Day, which uh, is unbelievable for a guy that's 11 and one that's going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Just head scratcher on that. For sure. Michael Penix Jr. continues to to run his Heisman campaign, bringing home the Apple Cup this season. Florida State looks human with their backup quarterback, but yet and still, they still got the job done against Florida. Florida was running all over them in the first half. Like, it was pretty sick. Like, I was a little nervous for Florida State. I was like, their playoff chances are circling the drain right now, and somehow they were able to pull it out and get together. A uh, 57-year-old uh, man collecting AARP check, Bo Nix, led the Ducks to another <laughs> win, and... uh <laughs> Bottom bottom line is, and I said this, and I'm putting it out publicly because I think honestly, the uh, the quarterback that wins the Pac-12 championship is probably going to get the nod for the Heisman as well because you've got basically it's a two man race, and and unless
0: somebody's Raymond Daniels, jaden Daniels would like a word, yeah, but LSU,
1: yeah, but he's he's on a seven and two team, like they aren't even in their championship game. You know what I mean? Like I I get it, I get, I completely understand statistically. But I mean, that's what made the case for for Steve McNair, though, right? Like Steve McNair was in the F C, you know, FCS, but he won everything. Like they were winning, and they were doing a great job. I don't disagree that Jaden Daniels has not had a great season
0: at all. He's had a great career, but dude, I mean, he he runs, he throws for three hundred and runs for another hundred every game. Yeah, like it, it yeah. doesn't even matter. It's, it's yeah. nuts. but the, but the bottom line is with this being the last year of the Pac-12. The Heisman
1: Trophy winner is gonna be a Pac twelve quarterback.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, that may work out correctly. Like that that's
1: what my gut is telling me. Ohio Ohio State falls out of the top five, so they're down two. Uh they fell from uh four or from two to six. And like normally the uh highest seed in the Big Ten gets the Rose Bowl, but since the Rose Bowl is part of the playoff this year, looks like Ohio State is going to be playing Louisville in the orange bowl in Miami that might actually be a halfway decent game. That's a projection. Nothing's locked in stone yet. Uh, you've got Texas was looking at the staring down the barrel of a rematch, but I guess Okie state pulled it out at the last minute to win. However, you know, the biggest news out of Texas is that Arch Manning actually got on the field and led a pretty decent drive. And like the place went nuts, man. Like they were cheering louder for him than any other player on the field. Like that kid has a promising future for him and he's going to be making a boatload of NIL money in Texas. Again, we talked about the Iron Bowl. Uh, dude, that was like an NFL catch in that back corner. Jaden Milrow got a cannon. What else can you say? That was a great play. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. I, was, I mean, that was amazing. And and how you only rush two with a spy. I mean, yeah. the, you'd love that guy to try to run. Sure, take off. Run 30 yards for the end zone. The yeah. one thing you can't do is let him just stand back there and pick his shot. Yeah, and boy did he!
1: You know, a back corner throw that was ugh, nasty. <laughs> so you got you got Missouri uh, is in the number nine spot, and then of course you have uh, Penn State has quietly fought their way back in at a, with a ten and two record back into the top ten. And again, I think once uh, divisions go away in the Big Ten and the SEC, I think when they're kind of programming the schedule against the the rest of the teams at large in the in the conference, that Penn State is going to. Kind of separate itself from like that middle of the pack but it, it will never do it as long as they've got to play michigan and ohio state every year like those are their two losses like they run the table on everyone else but they can't yeah. beat those two teams huh. And they haven't even split in a while all right so uh estimated rankings and this is just our our general general call Uga, of course is number one michigan's number two washington is number three and fsu is number four Five and six, uh, like I see Texas and Ohio State, but that could just as easily the number six spot could be Bama, Oregon, whoever. <laughs> you know, Texas. I mean, it's just yeah, just whatever one lost team could take number six, A- and you know, Liberty is still undefeated, which is crazy. They went twelve and zero. They've got uh, they've
0: they're gonna, got going to go thirteen. Prepare for them to go thirteen and zero. Yeah, like, but even if they go thirteen
1: and zero, I don't think uh, a group of five team is ever going to get another opportunity in the four team playoff after since he took a beating two years ago. Uh, I would like, you know, for argument's sake, Liberty's put it together; they're uh, you know undefeated team, but I just don't, I don't see it happening. But uh, yeah, see other other things in the top twenty five. So we're at sixty four right now. I think we'll finish out the season at around sixty eight or seventy. Uh, Ohio State lost to Michigan, 30-24. Louisville lost to University of Kentucky. Who saw that one coming? You know they usually play them tough. I actually, you know when you look at the numbers, uh, Kentucky has beaten Louisville more often than not, which is surprising. Is thirty eight thirty one. Oregon State rolled Oregon or Oregon State got rolled by Oregon thirty one seven. And K State lost to the Iowa State Cyclones, which is just head scratching for a team that good to lose to those guys anyway you watched some rivalry football this weekend dano do we think that rivalry still matter i think everybody kind of watches the game and army navy i think those are kind of your bookends of well, yeah. the rivalry season but uh like what other rivalry games kind of get you going which ones do you watch or do you even care is it just as long as it's good football
0: i i like rivalries that matter you know like the iron bowl always matters because one of those two teams is invariably in the top five. It's better when both of them are good, but you know, one of them is always good and the game itself rarely disappoints. Uh, Another rivalry that I did not watch this particular year that I like a lot is Virginia, Virginia tech, just because that's an in-conference rivalry. That thing freaking matters. Um, A rivalry that has not meant a lot in a really, really long time is like Georgia, Georgia tech. It's just unfortunate, you know, but, yeah, I, th- I think rivalries matter. I mean, they give structure to to your season. Otherwise, you know, you're just, it's like a business. Like, oh, you know, these conference games and strength of schedule and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, rivalries are are emotional. Like, that emotion is awesome. You know, the Egg Bowl this year, Ole Miss is a much better team than Mississippi State on paper, but in the game, on the field, like, that game was awesome. You know, it was very competitive, so... I, yeah, I I think those games matter. I, I think that they're fun, and like I said, when they have stakes, all the better. That's why I was hoping so much that we would get Army Navy for that last bowl spot and just yeah, you know, put put a cherry on top.
1: Yeah, I think that would be super cool. And like I said, I am a like I'm a fan of rivalries because like I, you know, one of the ones that used to be great, Pitt West Virginia, you know, the backyard yeah. brawl great one that used to be great watching in college and in high school like that was an awesome contest to watch and then they had that nice long break because of conference realignment and that's my fear is like are these going to lose are they going to lose their their luster because of you know the conference realignment because again like
0: joy you got state legislatures writing laws to make sure that these games still get played like you're at the state university you have to play this game
1: yeah and again, as, as, as you know, and we've talked about this before, as the playoff expands, your conference schedule is going to be more and more important, you know. Right. So I have to run yeah. the table and like the last thing I want is to go get socked in the mouth at, you know, week 12 against a rival and yeah. potentially Not throw out my chances. Yeah you know, out of conference rival and potentially screwing up my chance to go to, you know, a higher bowl game. I mean, look at look, perfect example is look at what happened to Air Force, you know, and not to harp on them, but it's a general call. Like it's a college football podcast. So we're going to talk about yeah, it. Right. Absolutely. So these guys were rolled, ran through, you know, they ran through their schedule. They're eight zero, and they're like, Oh my gosh, these guys are going to a new year six bowl. They're going to be the mountain West championship. Like everything is great for, for Air Force. Then they got socked in the mouth by Army and then completely fell off. And it wasn't even like – it wasn't that you could say, oh, it was just a bad game, right? Because if it was just a bad game, they would be 11-1. and one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Well, but, I, I didn't expect them to lose the next week at Hawaii. Like, that was nuts. Nobody, nobody thought that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Like, they, and they got smacked around. And it wasn't like it was like, oh, it was close. Like, Hawaii was up on them like quite a bit. I think it was like seven or eight points. I think it was 10 points that they won. They beat them. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't close at all. You know? And so you're like, Hey,
0: what's going on? You know? Yeah. And the, sad- the psyche of the team just seemed to shatter. But like yeah. the whole, they just unraveled just.
1: Yeah. It was just like, wow. Like who would have thought that that would have been the end of air force's season and, and make no mistake. Now, when I wear my college football hat, I'm upset about it. Like, holy crap, Mike, these guys were 8-0. They were running the table. They looked good. My Army fan hat says, who cares, man? I don't like those guys. They could lose every game, and I really don't care at all. But for me, again, I, I'm just concerned that, like, the conference realignment is going to become an issue as uh, more and more teams are shuffling around. So officially, uh the Cougs and I think it's Stanford are going to remain in the pac 12. So now they're going to become the two pack, which is, you know, like an homage to everybody's favorite hip hop guy from the nineties. But uh, (laughs) like they're literally working on structuring a deal with the mountain West to make sure that they have basketball and football teams to play. So that's kind of, they're going to be like the mountain West extension that happens to be in California, you know, or Washington and California is basically what it's going to turn into I wouldn't be surprised if they get absorbed into the mountain west but again they still have that pac-12 tv contract so they're going to try and figure out you know yeah how to how to bring the the santa cruz banana slugs up to
0: you know fbs i have no idea well that the mountain west tv contract is is terrible i mean it yeah. it's it's frustrating because a lot of times they have not so much this year but you know san diego state is usually a pretty good team boise state's usually a pretty good team you know air force is rarely terrible and yeah. And they're never on TV. Air Force is on pay per view three times a year. Like, that's nuts.
1: nuts. Yeah, you have to, like, I think they're on Stadium, and Stadium is one of those weird kind of channels that you can either catch on the CW if it's on our local affiliate, Yeah. or grab it with your antenna. Or, like, there's some streaming services that actually have uh, Stadium as a channel, but it's not like, that's not like the top
0: of my head to be like, oh, let me go, you know, watch a Mountain West game because just for not- a while it was owned by Facebook. If you wanted to watch yeah. Stadium, you had to log into Facebook and you know, I don't know when they undid that, but
1: yeah, but, but that's, that's the thing now. So it's like, how do you hunt that down? And like legitimately, like if you're a mountain West fan, like, yeah, you, you, you got some hurdles to jump through, to watch those rivalry
0: games. Absolutely. But, you
1: know, but at the, but at the end of the day, I, I think as long as we keep, you know, army Navy is the last game of the year. And I know that that was one of the the points of discussion when army went over to that, the American was like, Hey, look, we're going to keep that as an outer conference game and, You guys will be able to play, you know, at the end of the year, every year, because that's kind of like bookmarked that like that is the official end to the regular season of college football is the Army-Navy game. And I don't know. I, I mean, and it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, too, which just makes me scratch my head. And it's like, okay, well, what were you thinking, Navy? And this is the caution to like the Army athletic department, too, is because like you guys started on week zero. So how in the heck? Did you end up playing the top team? And they didn't know at the time, I'm sure, that SMU was going to be that good. But how do you end up playing SMU, you know, and give yourself two weeks before, you know, the Army-Navy game? Because I could tell you, like, even the fans were checked out. Like, the the uniforms came out for Navy, the uniforms came out for Army, and that's all everybody could focus in on. And it was like, hey, guys, you guys got a football game against an incredibly tough team this weekend like what are you thinking
0: yeah no i was that's that's not ideal and uh if i understand why why they did it that way you know they want to give the the uh logistics a chance to get your jerseys delivered and that's all good but i wouldn't want that as an army fan i'd want to focus on my last game especially if you needed that going that game to get to bowl eligibility like forget about it yeah, for sure. Like that, that would have been like, okay, that, that's cute. Let's move on
1: to the next thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's, it's just interesting, but looking at some of the projections, of course, you're going to see uh championship. We won't know until January the 8th. Right now you've got on the first of the year, you've got uh, Georgia and, you know, unnamed opponent who's going to be number four, uh, Michigan and Florida state right now are probably going to be playing in the Rose bowl unless something changes during championship weekend. And then, of course, like this guy's projection, like the the dude I'm looking at on CBS Sports is clearly on drugs because he has Texas versus Tulane in the Fiesta Bowl.
0: Oh, that would be awesome!
1: Could be that awesome. would be a great. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a fun game. Like you'd get to see Archmanic start for sure because you know when yours ain't playing. <laughs> you know, but some of these other games are just like eh, I don't know about that. I'm hoping that there's like a halfway decent matchup in uh, North Carolina or even at Myrtle Beach because I would. I could potentially see myself going to check out some college football there. But uh, Dan, if you don't mind diving into the read for this week,
0: So, if you have listened to this show before, you will know that Craig Oxane, Vice President of Residential Lending for Draper and Kramer in Chicago, sponsors As for Football. Friends, he is a member of the West Point Class of 1994, licensed to lend in all 50 states. Based out of Chicago, he is one of the largest VA lenders in the country. He's going to give you super competitive rates, give you the best deal that he possibly can. Why is that important? Obviously you wanna get the best rate, but also the mortgage process itself is super confusing. Interest rates move all over the place and it's just not the time to try to deal with some clown who's just trying to make a buck off you. Like you have to sign all this paperwork and do all this craziness deal with lawyers. You wanna deal with somebody who's gonna actually pick up the phone when you call them. Not some call center overseas, not some random big box bank, not some mindless website working on an AI algorithm. And this is how the West Point Network functions. Craig is helping us stay in business here at Azure Football, and we are trying to help you get the best deal on a mortgage that we possibly can by introducing you to the man that you need to meet when you're trying to buy or refinance a house. Plus, Craig does not charge lending fees for veterans. That's a huge savings. It's like $1,300. dollars that's that's a lot of money. Get that money. So Craig Oxane, Vice President of Residential Lending for Draper and Kramer. Check him out. The link is on our website. Just go to askforfootball.com. Click the little link. You'll fill out a questionnaire. You'll be talking to Craig in a couple of hours I'm telling you he gets five-star reviews from literally everyone.
1: Thanks, Daniel. So uh, just really quick. So update. So we talked about it a couple of shows ago on uh, which coaches needed a a break and which guys need to come back. It looks like... Uh, Coach Holzgren from Houston got canned after five years down there. Uh, Indiana fired their head coach Tom Allen. Uh, he's had third three consecutive losing seasons. Uh, Duke does not have a coach now because uh, Mike Elko got uh, hired to go to Mississippi State, so he's going to. Oh wow! Yeah, up. That's, that's a big move. Yeah, that's a huge move. Like, and that's not lateral either to go from yeah. like a pretty well paid position at. You know, I I mean you think about it. Duke went uh Duke was sixteen and 9, yeah. nine in two seasons with uh, Elko as a coach. Pretty good. Yeah. Jonathan Smith is leaving Oregon State and is going back to Michigan State. Smith uh you know, he was a quarterback at uh, Oregon State. He was thirty four and thirty-five in six seasons, but uh he's eighteen and seven since 2022 dino babers man like that one that one kind of it's like i was surprised about that too yeah that one that one kind of stings a little bit because like like yeah he didn't have the greatest record in the acc but he's a good coach and they're winning yeah. they're bowl eligible so it's going to be interesting to see how they they find it to replace him but the note is he only had two winning seasons at syracuse the whole time he was there uh middle tennessee fired their coach rick Stockstill. he's gone and i think Dillon he
0: can. got fired yeah Dymel got fired to by utep breaking news elko going to texas a&m yeah oh okay do we know that
1: yeah that's where he's landing okay yeah gonzalez is out at new mexico which is not surprising lobos are four eight this season uh san diego state is uh brady hoke
0: is retiring i think uh he was encouraged to <laughs> <laughs> but, but again that's a program that's been excellent oh rob said yeah. mistake oh Walt. okay um yeah no i that's that's it's nuts though because san diego state has been really good really consistently for a really long time and they have one bad season it's like oh no you need to retire right now i mean listen maybe it was time for him to retire maybe the message got stale but to sit there and be like oh my god one bad season yeah well and again it's not like these
1: it's these programs that are crazy like boise state just fired their coach right what and yeah 22 of 14 record uh, Boise State fired head coach Andy Avalos on. Dude, the- they are
0: they're going to the Mountain West Championship game, and uh, Spencer Danielson cannot be right. coach. That cannot be right. Yep, I, I I gotta Google that, Rob. That cannot be.
1: <laughs> it's insane, and of course, Penn State. You saw that after after the third after the third uh, or the back to back losses to Ohio State, Michigan. They fired their OC. Uh, defensive coordinator gone at USC we all already knew about that one Brian parents won't be returning to uh, Iowa as the offensive coordinator uh, n- no no shock there since they've had zero offense yeah A M hires Elko to replace Jimbo Fisher that's correct and then uh, <clears throat> Michigan State hire or Northwestern's coach and that was one of the ones that we had talked about as well is uh, David Brom just got promoted to uh, head coach which is good because they're eligible and you know Northwestern probably needs some stability going into it. Yeah, that, but
0: it. So the intergroup will says that Boise State fired their coach when they were five and five. So the interim coach, who's been guiding them essentially to resurrect their season the last couple of weeks, I do believe he might get the job. Okay, especially oh, uh, the right. Mountain West Conference, which yeah, they, they even... totally do. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's
1: definitely doable for them. Uh, and let's see. All right, so we'll move on to games of the week. We're not gonna going to any of the other crazy stuff where we picks and games of the week right now
0: weekly locks
1: uh right now for the Power 5 going into the ACC championship you got FSU and Louisville got Georgia versus Bama in the SEC Big 12 is Texas and Oklahoma State I thought it was going to be a Red River rivalry redo say that three times fast uh big 10 champion is going to be iowa versus michigan there's uh, Iowa will score a grand total of 13 points and michigan will score whatever and uh you got a rematch from washington versus oregon in the pac-12 championship and i That's think that will that'll be a great game american athletic conference you got tulane and smu got liberty versus new mexico state and conference usa the mac is miami of ohio versus toledo mountain west is boise state and unlv and that was crazy how that happened too because you had a three-way tie at the top and so they put it in the computer and the computer you know the whiz bang machine kicked out the top two teams like i don't understand how that works i don't want to be part of that but again if you can blame it on the computer say la vie and then you've got troy versus app state which is a crazy one but i think that's purely because JMU is not available given the the NCA yeah.
0: yeah yeah is another other be Troy versus JMU game.
1: yeah
0: Troy is Troy's the only team all season that's given JMU a run for their money yeah well Ab- obviously App Ab- State beat JMU straight up yeah, but,
1: but App Ab- State always has App Ab- State always has yeah. that that one world beater moment yeah, every season that that
0: just mm. doesn't make any sense
1: all right Nana, so who are your picks for this week
0: all right, so before before we get into that, I went one and two again last week. I've gone one and two almost every week this season. It's so frustrating. I took Ohio State plus four, and they lost by six. Michigan looked way better on offense than I thought they would. I've been way better. Um, I took UTSA. That was stupid. And Boise State covered, of course. So um, in the Power Five, I will take Louisville because uh, Florida State's playing without their quarterback. I think Louisville is kind of an underrated team. Give me Bama to beat Georgia. I'm telling you, that's a team of destiny. Y'all just need to get on board. I realize that nobody wants to hear it, but Saban is coming for that natty, and uh, and he's got a lot more experience than whoever your coach is. Um, I'm taking Texas way over uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Michigan over Iowa, obviously, and I'm going to take Oregon to pull it out over Washington. Oh, wow. In the group of five, uh, Tulane only because SMU lost their quarterback. Otherwise— I mean, dude, they were up forty-two to zero, and my man is out there scrambling around. Just throw the ball away. Uh, it was hard to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Uh. So Tulane caught a, a monster break there because I think SMU could easily have beaten them, but not without. Uh. I forget what his name is. Preston Stone, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Liberty by a million. I forget who they're playing. Um. Take Boise State over UNLV, dude. They they're like back on form. I'm telling you. Uh, Troy over App State. Trojans have not looked at all vulnerable recently, and uh, finally, I'll take Toledo in the MAC. But I got to say, I have watched almost no MAC football all season.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's basically a push in the MAC for sure. I went two and one this week. Surprise, surprise! That was awesome. Thank goodness. After two back to back weeks of going overs, uh, hit with uh, the Buffaloes covering twenty two and uh, the over on ASU versus Arizona, and Arizona almost pulled it out by themselves to hit the over. For Power Five this week, I'm gonna take uh, take the over on UW and Oregon State, which is 66 and a half. I think it's gonna be a shootout, like just like the last one. Uh, I, I think both of those games are gonna do that. And, and again, for the third time saying it, so it's real. Uh, whoever wins, starting quarterback that wins for the Pac-12 championship team will be the Heisman Trophy winner, because college football, if is all about storylines, and that's the most interesting storyline for the dying Pac-12. Like I can see Tom Rinaldi talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, take Oklahoma State to cover uh 14. Uh I think OK OK State will cover, but Texas will still win. I think it'll be a closer game than than advertised. I think Oklahoma State will go in there a little bit hungry. Texas is going to have to win big in order to make their case because they're sitting in the I think they're in the number five or number or number seven spot so for them to be close enough to be on the outside looking in they've got to win big I just don't think that they can take Uga to cover six against Bama field goal or less is going to win that one field goal or less like I
0: you're, you're shaking your head Dano but I mean, I, I just believe in the power of magic. You know what? They 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 don't have uh, Brock Bowers, and I realize it hasn't made any difference in several weeks, but they they got to face they got to face Bama, and Bama knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's a different story.
1: Yeah, I, but I think Georgia's defensive line is kind of like the unsung heroes of their team, and, and that's the biggest flaw. So I think their matchup is going to be in the trenches, to be honest, because Jaden Monroe uh, like he's he's going to get his yards whether that be with his arm or, or by running however if you go back and revisit that Texas game what caused most of the trouble for Alabama was the fact that you know Texas's defensive line was getting
0: after the quarterback so yeah early in the season that was a problem I will agree they they had to clean that up that's that's i mean yeah. USF got after that uh, got after you know Milroe
1: yeah, I I, I think I, I think again this will be a game that I would love to watch because it's going to be a front seven matchup. I think I think the you know seven on seven, that's going to be where it's at.
0: But I still think, oh, we'll cover six and a half. They'll win by three. That like that's my call. Listen, think- if if Bama gets if Bama can keep it within a single score at halftime, Georgia's done. Is second half <laughs> Bama is the best team? They may only play a half, but the second half. All right, I'll shut up.
1: No, No, that's fine. No, fair point though, fair point. And, and then uh take take Louisville over Florida State. Uh, I agree with you on that with their quarterback being out like their backup just isn't as proficient. Uh even Vegas has no faith in the Iowa offense, man. <laughs> but like the over under on that game is 35 and a half. Take the over. I mean, Michigan can score 35 points on their own and uh I think they're going to have to because with Harbaugh coming back, I think JJ McCarthy will play a lot more loose and with him playing a lot more loose they'll score a lot more points. And so that's why I say take the over on that one. I I legitimately want to see JJ McCarthy like be in command of the team because like he has managed for three games. They've won, but he's managed and he's leaned heavy on his running game, but when you start getting deep into the playoff like if you're trying to win a national championship, you have to be a, the most complete team as you can. And you know if you have if you have a quarterback that's only thrown for a hundred yards and a touchdown, like that ain't getting it done by comparison to what the other guys are doing. All
0: right, all right, I, I, maybe. I all mean, right, moving on to it, this. it's all right. I'll, I'll, yeah, okay. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a it's a complete team game, and I I think that these quote unquote game manager quarterbacks get a bad rap in the sense that. If you're doing what you need to do and not, as Coach Munkin would say, trying to have an out of body experience, like I think that's a positive, not a negative. Now, did Jalen Milrow have to make some amazing plays for Bama to pull it out against Auburn? Like, yeah. But, and I don't know, maybe that will make a difference at the very highest level. But if you're Michigan and you're sitting there winning with defense and your running game, like that is not a bad thing. That is actually very good. Yeah, but but watching that game, here's the
1: problem, you know, and and not to dissect that one, but the bottom line is, you had two quarterbacks that have been game managers, one threw two picks, one didn't. Yeah,
0: and that no, was that's, the difference. That's you
1: know what I mean? And that was the difference in the game because you, you know managing the game if you throw two picks, that's losing the game. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like like yeah. if Kyle McCord would have managed the game like he's done in the past, yeah, you know, you take seven points off the board, scores twenty four twenty three, or. Seriously, like that's what it is because the interception is what set up the first touchdown for Michigan. So if you take that off because it was on the seven yard line, if you take that away, then, you know, it's a much closer game than even the number show. And so that's what I'm saying. So like if you're a game manager and you do it well, you win. But I want a quarterback that can win games like 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 I was telling you before we got started, like Michael Penix, Jr., fourth down and one calls a toss sweep and is the lead blocker that's what I want to see, you know I mean? Like that's a kind of attitude and leadership that you want. Like if your quarterback goes out there and smashes a safety in the face, like, all right, like who doesn't want to follow that guy, right? Like that that's basically what it boils down to for me. But moving on to group of five, take Liberty to cover 10 and a half against New Mexico State. New Mexico State had their best game against Auburn two weeks ago. Liberty's going to roll them. Plus the other part of it is is like Liberty wants to have that signature bowl, and the only way they get that signature bowl is if they like bulldoze these dudes. That's and true. Like leave leave no doubt in anyone's mind like they are the best team in the group of five, and then uh, take SMU and Tulane to bust over 48. I'm gonna take the over on that. I think both teams will contribute 20 25 points, and then I'll bust over 48. And then for the last three, take Boise State for the out-wide, out. Wide, out right when i'm gonna go against you on this one and say app state has one more good one in there and see if they oh. can pull it off <laughs> well, the
0: line six is six and a half maybe but uh yeah but... It's
1: six 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 and a half well, they're plus six and a half in the over under set for 51 and then yeah, a
0: you know over... why that that troy uh what's his what's his name that quarterback um he has been playing way better like he's been a, a Prototypical game manager for the first two thirds of the season, but in the back half of the season, Gunnar Watson, that's his name, right? Yeah. Um, In the back, in the back, like third of the season, he's been putting up legitimate numbers. Yeah. So, And, and,
1: and, I think that's I think that's going to be one of the better games to watch, and then of course Toledo, you know Toledo and uh, Miami of Ohio. That's basically a push, man. Like like yeah. if you're if you're a betting person, just stay away from that one because their records are very very similar. Their quarterbacks are very very similar. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects in that game that look alike. But uh, we're almost to the end. The last thing is the the bandwagon fantasy sports update, Dano. If you were going to see Matt, you probably just need to shine
0: up that belt and handle. Oh, no, that's of, the truth. Like yeah. yeah and I, I, I fell into fourth place. I don't even know what happened. I know I had army. I I took army for the, to take a flyer on them for the last game and then anyway. Yeah, having them over rivalry weekend was stupid because it just hey, Yeah. What can but, you do? Uh, I'm in fourth. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I am in third
0: place and Dave Graves actually yeah. came out of nowhere <laughs> over rivalry weekend so like He had to score like 24 unanswered points or something because he was way down the standings.
1: Yeah, like he he moved up so top 4 is Matt, Dave, me and then
0: you. Yeah. And then I got to close- reach out to Matt about giving him the belt for real cuz it's sitting yeah. right here on my desk.
1: Yeah, and the next the next closest the the next closest two are at 128 points. So like either those guys were not managing their teams or they just chose poorly. But, uh, yeah. So this is crazy man like we had rivalries all this weekend and i would i would venture a guess that washington and oregon would could, would become a rivalry if the pack 12 was still there but since that uh organization is being dissolved i i just don't see that becoming a big deal anymore but uh well they're
0: going out in style
1: yeah i i, I think man that's going to be a that's going to be like shoot out the okay corral man. Those two quarterbacks are gunslingers. They both have some weapons on, you know, the offensive side of the ball. Rome Aduze, like that guy's probably going to win one of the top three. Like he's just got a cool name too, man. Like that guy should be a pro wrestler more so than a wide receiver at the University of Washington. But uh yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We got championships all this weekend. And then of course the Army Navy game again cheap plug on a programming note like ray kimball's going to be talking about thunder run tomorrow we're going to be doing an interview with him and then we will be doing full coverage of the army navy
0: game and uh yeah dan are you got anything else no oh, man uh a good weekend of football coming up i i love championship weekend it's always awesome yeah i love the and, end and, of this. the college season is awesome the end of it
1: yeah for sure and 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 if if championship weekend is anything like Rivalry Weekend. There are going to be some outstanding games with a very short slate this weekend. But uh, other than that, I am your host, Rob, calling out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. We got Dano Icabesa out of Coastal, Connecticut. And this has been the Ask for Football, College Football Roundtable, or if you prefer, you can always call it Ring Knocker Radio. We will talk to you guys next week.
0: Beat Navy. Beat them.
1: Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Join the AFF team for more hot takes and college football analysis. You can sign up for our mailing list at askforfootball.com forward slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on all social media platforms at Ask for Football. And as always, beat Navy.